Welcome to Always Reading Novels and Watching Movies. This is the podcast that's all about novels, movies, and TV shows. Today, I'm talking about film, but before I get into what this episode is, I'm going to talk about Palestine. Palestine is all I've been thinking about lately and really what I care about the most. Because a genocide is happening there right now and has been happening for about three months almost at this point. I wish for Palestine to be free, to have their own country back, living on their own land, and living their lives the way that they want to. Palestinians have dreams, hopes, their own personalities, and their own lives. Israel has been murdering, torturing, forcibly displacing, starving, and everything you can possibly imagine. They have been doing that to them for the past 90 days and 75 years before that as well. For 75 years, this has been going on. But this is the worst it has ever been. So now, the whole world finally knows all about it. They try to suppress it, but social media and the journalists in Gaza, in Palestine, are telling the world the truth. The world stands with Palestine, but the governments do not. We really see how much evil is in the world right now. And that includes the U.S. The U.K. and the U.S. are both evil. The only difference is that the U.K. is older than the U.S., Israel is nothing but occupied Palestine, and the U.S. is a made-up country as well. All the U.S. is is stolen land. As an American, I am going to leave this country and get a dual citizenship living in a different country and different countries more than I end up living here. What has been happening to Palestine most recently has changed me in every way possible. It has gotten me to think about a lot of things. I have learned so, so, so much. And I would be honored if I ever get the chance to meet a Palestinian in my life. They are the most bravest in the world. And they have shown that by showing us what is happening to them. I really feel like the whole fucking world is useless because this is still going on and it should not have happened in the first place 75 years ago. But I know that Israel will get what's coming to them. And let's make this very clear. We are not talking about Jews. We are talking about Zionists. There is a difference. Palestinians do not want to kill Jews. And Jews do not want to kill Palestinians. Jews stand with Palestine. 
Zionists are the evil enemies. Zionists are the terrorists. The U.S. government, the U.S. military, the Israeli military, the Israeli police are also all terrorists. I am grateful for the resistance groups that the Middle East has. And I'm sick and tired of the U.S. fucking with countries in the Middle East and Africa. I'm sick and tired of Israel fucking with the Middle East and Africa. And I'm sick and tired of the U.K. fucking with the Middle East and Africa. They will get what's coming to them. What needs to happen is an immediate and a permanent ceasefire. Then Palestine needs aid, resources, and relief to help them rebuild, to help them recover, and to help them heal, if that is even possible, to heal and recover from what they have been through and are still going through. Then the U.S. and Israel both need to be held accountable for all of the war crimes they have committed. And the occupation needs to permanently end. Israel needs to leave Palestine. These cities of Israel have been renamed. They are actually Palestinian cities and belong to Palestine. Israel has no business being where they're at. They need to go create their country somewhere else. And leave Palestine for good. And Palestine needs to live free on their own, in their own country. If someone was murdering your people, murdering your family, murdering your loved ones and people you know, torturing you, holding you prisoner when you did not commit a crime, only allowing four hours of electricity a day, limited amount of calories a day, limited amount of water and fuel supply, having multiple checkpoints for you to go anywhere, and forcibly displacing you for 75 years, do you really think you're just going to lay down and take that shit? Fuck no. You're going to fight back. And that's what those resistance groups are. They have no choice. They're doing what needs to be done. And they're doing a damn good job at it. Not only is Palestine going through hell, but other countries are as well. Congo, Sudan, Syria, other countries in the Middle East, also Armenia. And you know what's happening in Palestine is putting attention to the whole world, that this is happening to other countries as well. And I believe that a shift is happening and things will change for the better once and for all, finally. So please keep listening to Palestinian voices. Please keep sharing Palestinian voices. Please keep boycotting companies that support Israel. Please keep protesting. People in Palestine do not want to show 
what is, they want to show what's going on only because they want the world to know and help them and do something about it. They don't want to film their people getting killed. They don't want to film people they know getting killed, but they're doing it because the world needs to fucking know. Please keep bearing witness. Please. Don't forget about them. Even if companies change their minds and start to support Palestine, I will still boycott them. And when I'm talking about boycotting someone, I'm talking about boycotting them permanently. Forever. It is too late to change your tune now. Too late for that shit. And a lot of people and companies may start changing their minds, may start changing your tunes just to save their asses. And that's not going to work because we're not stupid. Palestine will be free. Do not forget about Palestine. Do not forget about all the other countries as well. Keep learning. Keep educating yourself. Keep bearing witness. Keep boycotting. Keep protesting. Keep listening to them and sharing their voices. Thanks for listening to that part because that is more important and more urgent than anything else right now in the world. And I am going to talk about it. No one is going to stop me, no matter what. I don't give a fuck if you disagree. That's your opinion. If you want to share what you think, you can create a platform to do so. Many ways to do that. Feel free. But I'm going to talk about this. Because I have a big-ass mouth and I'm always going to use it. Now, on to the episode. As I was saying, this one is about film. If you have been listening to this podcast, you may remember that it goes in a pattern where I will talk about novels in an episode, then I will talk about film in another episode, and then I will talk about TV shows in another one. And I know the last episode was in July, but this is something that I want to continue consistently. So here we are. Out of novels, TV, and film, film is my favorite, but I love all of them. So I feel like the film episodes are probably going to be more in depth because that's just what I love the most. And I have this idea of something that I'm doing this year called a film challenge. I mean, it's obvious what it is. But I had the idea because I want to know everything there is to know about film. I want to act and I want to direct. So I need to learn about film in every way that I can. It got me thinking about directors I know they've watched a lot of films. So I really was curious to see how many films they've watched. I didn't really find an answer, but I found some educated guesses from people. And they've watched a lot over the years, obviously. But they've watched probably the most before they became film directors. And that really really is what got a lot of it started for them. So, and then I remember that I used to do the same thing. 
years ago, I would watch a lot of movies, a lot, very often, all the time, every single day, a certain amount, not really a specific amount, but I would watch so many. And I miss that so much. And the whole thing about us not having time can be bullshit. So we can push past that and continue to get back to what we love to do. So then I was like, okay, how about I just start watching movies again? And let me make this a challenge for myself so this can be a fun thing for me. I love a challenge, especially if it pushes me to something that I want to bring back into my life. And this is what that is. A film challenge to watch more films. That's all. As simple as that. But I've put specific points into it. So if you really want to know what a film challenge is, this is what I'm talking about. Challenging yourself and pushing yourself to watch more movies more often. If it's something that you want to do, if you want to watch movies and add them more into your life, this is what that is. And you can add your own guidelines. You can add your own rules. You can add your own spin to it and your own twist. So I'll tell you what mine are. But I just want to tell you what a film challenge is specifically first. And it could be whatever you want it to be. But the point is you're challenging yourself to learn more about film, to bring it more into your life. And to bring back something into your life that you love. So that brings me to what the purpose and intention of a film challenge is. And that's what that is. To go back to doing something that you love and bringing it more into your life consistently more often. To build that habit. And I'll tell you what my purpose and intention is. So this can be an example. My purpose is to bring film back into my life on a consistent basis like it was years ago. My intention of it is to learn more about it because I want to be an actress and a director, and I've never done those before. But I have watched so many back then, and then I just haven't for a long time. So that's what my purpose and intention is, to bring that back into my life because I love it and I miss it so much. And I used to do it before, so I know what it's like. And to learn more about it. And to see where it goes. So, the length and the number is up to you. But the length for me is going to be an entire year. 365 days. How many films, that's up to you. For me, I'm giving myself a range. I'm saying one to three movies every single day. 365 days. One movie to three movies every single day. If it's three movies every single day, that's about a thousand movies a year. And... It doesn't have to be every single day. It could be three a week, two a week, one a week. Or it could even be more. So that's up to you. And that's just where I'm going with it. One to three movies every single day. Now, with that, 
don't focus on the number. That's why you want to set a range for yourself if you're doing this challenge. So I set one to three movies a day. So if I only set three movies a day, and if I only watched one, I would be like, damn it, that's not it, that's not right. I would beat myself up. I would feel discouraged. I would maybe want to give up. Or I would sacrifice something else in my life that I need to do too. And you don't want any of that. And you don't need to do any of that. So don't focus on a number. It's not permanent and it can change at any time. You can change your mind about this. If you set your challenge for three movies a week and you find that it's too much, you can change your mind to one movie a week. Or if you have it to three movies a week and you know you can do more and want to do more, then you can change your mind and change that too. So don't make it permanent if you don't want to. Don't focus on the number because then that takes the fun out of it. If you focus on it like a chore... Or like it's a discipline that you have to do. Then that's going to take the fun out of it. And that's going to defeat the purpose of it. So don't focus on the number. And remember that it's not permanent. Because the challenge is like a temporary thing that pushes you. And you can change your mind. You can change things about this at any time. That's up to you. And that's the beauty of it. You can make it what you want to make it. How to choose the films. So... For me, I came up with different ways of how I'm going to curate this and choose the films I'm going to watch for my film challenge of this year. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven different criteria that are how I'm going to choose the films that I watch for this challenge during this year, 2024. So I'm going to rewatch films that I've watched I don't have a list of films that I've watched, but I pretty much can remember if I've seen something or not. I'm going to watch films that directors have recommended. I am going to watch a lot of them that are foreign because that is my favorite genre. And I love going back to foreign. I'm also going to watch a lot of independent because those are such hidden gems. And I love independent as well. Also one of my other favorites. Uh, I'm just going to watch films that I want to watch. Just stuff that I want to watch. And I'm going to watch films that are recommended from Criterion's current. From the film stage. From film site and from flick side. All those have different sections where they have a film recs. You can go there and see. And I'm gonna watch two commentaries per week. That could be a director's commentary, film historian's commentary, film scholars' commentary, film critics' commentary. Or film professor's commentary. So a lot of the old movies, which are what I've seen the most and which I love the most. um, They don't have a director's commentary because the director never had one. At the time, the director was alive and obviously the director is not alive anymore. So a lot of film scholars, current film directors now that have been inspired by those film directors that are no longer alive from movies back then. Film critics, film professors, film historians, they'll do commentary on that film. So that is why 
I added film historians, film scholars, film critics, and film professors to the commentary, and it's not just director. Now, sometimes film commentaries can be hard to find, and I literally just search how to find them. Some of them are on YouTube, um, but most of them are on DVD, and I know that DVDs can be hard to find now, but that's why I love Criterion, because they have a whole section with commentary on there. So if you look hard enough, you can find commentaries. Now, this is my way of choosing films. And every way that I listed are films that I want to watch. I'm not going to watch something that I don't want to watch. No matter who recommends it. No matter, they, no matter if they say it's a must for filmmakers or everybody has to watch this to learn this or whatever. No, if I don't want to watch it, I'm not. And that's it. So it's all stuff that I want to watch. So again, films that I've watched before. So rewatching them. Films that have been recommended by directors I like. Foreign films, independent films, other films I want to watch. Recommendations from Criterion's current, the film stage, film site, and flick side. Those are four different ones that have different recommendations. And commentaries with directors, film historians, film scholars, film critics, or film professors. Now, the way that you choose, that's all, that's up to you. And, you know, that's what's fun. You can decide that for yourself. That's, there's no wrong or right way. You can think about that. And in no time, you'll have a, a limited amount of different films to choose from because there are so many. And I just want to put this out there because this is very important. It's very easy to get overwhelmed because there's so much to watch. You just want to watch it all, you know? So plan as you go so that you don't get overwhelmed. Don't try to plan. Can you imagine if I literally made a list of a thousand movies in one time? I thought about that and I was like, no. So I'm doing it week by week, okay? So probably on the last day of the week, I will create my list of films for the next week coming up. So I do 21 for each week. I may not always watch 21. Sometimes it might be less. But I do 21, I list 21 for each week as the weeks go by. So I have my list for this whole week and it starts today because it is the first day of 2024. And then on Sunday of this week, I will create my list for the next 21 for the next week. And we'll see how that goes because, you know, one week I might watch 21 movies and then the next week I may watch 20 and then the next one I may watch 15 like then 21 again like it's like I said don't beat yourself up don't be strict about this be flexible about this and you know the whole point is to bring movies back into your life and to watch them again not to be like oh I have to watch this amount or I'm never going to be a filmmaker or I have to watch this amount or I'm never going to learn oh I have to watch this or you know I'm never going to get to experience what that movie was like or whatever. So yeah, plan as you go. So I do that once a week. I do that weekly, but you can do it differently if you want. So the next thing is the whole time thing. And that is understandable. That is a very, very valid. That's a very valid thing. That's a very good point. Time is the only resource that's not unlimited time is limited so we have to think about 
how we can make time and prioritize this if it's important to us and something that we want to do and put into our lives. So if it is a priority of yours, if it is something that you love and want to add into your life, you can make time for it just like you would for anything else. And if you really want to, you can schedule it like a fucking appointment, but you don't have to be that rigid if you don't want to be. So when it comes to making time for it, movies are on the average like an hour and a half to two hours. They could be longer too, absolutely. Three hour movies and such. So that is something you need to be mindful of. How much time do you need to set aside to watch these movies? And you don't want to watch three movies in back to back to back. Unless, you know, if that's something okay. But like usually you space it out or, you know, you don't watch them all together at once. But you can. But it's just that it seems like it would be better spread out. But making time just like you would for anything else. Think about things in your life right now. They're very important to you that you prioritize, that you do make time for. Do the same thing with this. And then remember that when you're watching a movie, you can do something else at the same time. And you can still pay attention to it. So I think it's a myth that if you're not sitting there, you know, really into it that you're not paying attention. I mean, like I said this in a, in the pa- in a past episode that you have to pay attention, but it doesn't have to be like literally looking straight at it and just like zoning out, looking into it. You can do other stuff while you're watching a movie, just like you can while you're listening to a podcast, but it's different because you need to pay more attention to a movie than you would listen to a podcast because you're using more than one of your senses to watch a movie than you are when you're listening to a podcast or listening to an audiobook. So just know that if you're doing something and you're pretty stationary, you can watch a movie at the same time. So if you're sitting down at a desk or whatever you're doing, if you are, if you're doing laundry, if you're cooking, if you are uh, like doing something else that you can still look at something and pay attention to it, then it can be done. So that is a good way to fit it in. I mean, when you're talking about watching a foreign movie and you put the subtitles on this in your language, you really do have to focus more to see what they're saying. But if it's a movie that's in your language and that you, that you have them talking in your language, then you could easily do something else at the same time. For me, I'm probably going to watch a lot of foreign. So I really have to focus a lot. But it still can be done, like I said. Now, of course, there's going to be movies where you don't want to do anything else but watch the movie, of course. But just know that you can still get that experience that you want watching the movie and still pay attention to it and still really watch it and focus it, focus on it while getting other stuff done too. It just has to be a task that's like pretty stationary where you're not moving around looking at different things because then no, you're not going to, you're going to miss things that happen in the movie. You're not going to know what's going on and you're not going to get that focus full experience of actually watching the movie and paying attention to it. So if you're doing something at the same time while watching the movie, it needs to be something that the movie has your focus. But it can be done. You can't make time for it. Don't worry. It's just something that you have to put a little bit of effort to and um, think ahead of time about. And as you do this, you can document it. You know, if you want, you can write about it. You can type something out about it. 
you can film it, like do videos about it. And even if it's just for yourself, like you don't have to obviously share that with anyone, but just for yourself, like if you're spending all of this time doing this, then wouldn't you want to look back and see what you got out of it? So you, you know, you can write down stuff about it. Like you can rate the movies. Like how did I like this one? Is this something I would rewatch? What did I learn from this? What did I get out of this? If I was a director, what would I do differently in that scene? What was the thing that stood out the most to me? Like, you could write, document, whatever you want. I could probably do an episode about this. This is going to be when I'm more into this challenge. And I've done it for a period of time. So, that is something you can do that's fun. And like I said, it can just be for yourself. It doesn't have to be for anyone else. Because it's always good to have that. And I'm not saying that you can do this challenge and, and like, if you don't document it, it's going to be a waste of time. No. Like, you don't have to document anything or track or whatever the fuck, anything if you don't want to. But it just seems like it would be a fun thing to do to add to this while you're doing it. And then the last thing is commentaries. So I've talked about commentaries and I said that it is worth, and I'm saying that it is worth adding to your film challenge. Now, obviously you don't have to, that's up to you. And I mean, literally, it could be whatever you want. Like, if you literally just want to do this film challenge and watch only one type of film, then that's okay. You can do whatever. But like I said, it would be like such a great bonus to enrich your experience even more by adding commentaries, especially if you want to learn more about it and everything like that. And the beauty of a commentary is that you don't have to restrict yourself just to director's commentaries because those can be hard to find sometimes and they could be impossible to find for certain films from certain time periods. So at first, when I was like, well, I'm definitely going to add director's commentaries to this because I want to know what I want to know. But it has to be a director. I was thinking to myself, I'm like, well, it has to be director's commentary by nobody else because I want to know what the director, you know, what the director's thoughts were during the films and all of that. And it has to be from a director. Like, what is the other stuff? And then I started to realize how much I was limiting myself and how hard it is to actually access a director's commentary and that a lot of them don't even exist for a lot of films. So I was like, okay, wait a minute. Criterion has a lot of commentaries. What are these about? And I realized that they're from various other people that know a lot about film too and you don't have to limit it to just a director. They could be from film historians, film scholars, film professors, film critics, and directors nowadays that, you know, or a director that didn't direct that film that you're watching the commentary on. Like, everyone has their own perspective. Everyone has their own experience. Everyone has their own feedback. And everyone has their own knowledge to add to a commentary. So each one is unique. And that is so much fun. And that is so cool and valuable to really spend your time and put that into your film challenge. So I think that the film challenge wouldn't be as amazing and thorough and fulfilling if you didn't add some commentary to it to watch as well. So that's why I included that in there. But it is a lot. I'm trying to do three movies every day and director's commentary twice a week. Yeah, that seems like what the fuck. But it's okay because even if I don't get to that amount, I'm at least going to get a fucking lot. I've done it before. I could do it again. And like, let's see what, come, what comes out of this. It's not that I like, I'm like, okay, so after this, this is what's going to happen. After this year ends, and after I've completed the film challenge that I wanted and watched 
these films and these commentaries, this is what I expect. No, I don't have any expectations. I have standards. And that's the thing. I don't know what's going to come out of this, but I'm just going to go with it. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And it's going to be something that I always remember. And if I love it so much, I probably will continue with it. And there are things that I might change about it. But either way, I'm bringing film back into my life because I love it and I miss it so much. And there was a time in my life where I would watch a bunch of them very often. And I've seen some of the best movies I've ever seen that I'm definitely going to rewatch. And it's been so many years. So I hope if you love films that you'll try this out too. And remember, you can do it your own way. There is no right or wrong way. Only what you think matters when it comes to your own film challenge to create in your own life. So next week, I'll be talking about TV shows. And thanks so much for listening. And thanks so much for being here. Every week, there will be a new episode from now on. So we will continue with this.